for tuning in to 2020 Bible Stories, where we read the unforgettable stories of the Bible with open eyes and clear views. I'm your host and storyteller, me. And I'm Fish, your thought commentator, where I'll be giving, giving my thoughts on the story, or based on the story thus far. Right. Because every story isn't always read in its entirety during that episode because they can't be a bit lengthy, but... We do try to learn something, you know, that might take us a ways away, which is why we call them takeaways. And we encourage you to send us your takeaways too, as well as your thoughts and requests to 2020BibleStories at gmail.com. Let's get it. All right. Now that we've gotten the pleasantries out of the way, let's start today's episode. That's it. Let's get it. Yeah, you said it before you was supposed to, though. It's all right. Let's go. All right. Let's start it. So, we're going to continue with Jacob's story. Jacob will be the first one of this season. And if you remember from the first season... Jacob so far has deceived his brother Esau and his father Isaac. And because of his actions, he is forced to run to Padnaram and Haram where uh, his uncle Laban lives. So, yeah, we're going to pick up from there. I'm getting to Jacob today. Alright, so anyways, Jacob left Bathsheba to head towards Haran. At sundown, he found a good place to camp for the night, so he stopped and found a stone to rest his head up against. As he slept, he dreamt of a stairway that reached from the earth to the heaven, and he also saw the angels of God going up and down him. At the top of the stairway stood the Lord, and he said, I am the Lord, the God of your grandfather Abraham, and the God of your father Isaac. The ground you are lying on belongs to you. I am giving it to you and your descendants. Your descendants will be as numerous as the dust of the earth. They will spread out in all directions, to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. And all of the families of the earth will be blessed through you. And your descendants. What's more, I am with you and I will protect you wherever you go. One day I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have finished giving you everything I have promised you. Then Jacob woke up from his sleep and was like, The Lord is in this place and I ain't even know. I want help. So he was afraid too and he said what an awesome place this is. It is for sure none other than the house of God and the very gateway to heaven. So the next morning Jacob got up and he had took the stone that he had fell asleep on and he had set it upright as a memorial pillar. Then he had poured olive oil all over it in Bethel which means house of God. Then Jacob made this vow. If God will indeed be with me and protect me on this journey, and if he will provide me food and clothing, 
and if I return safely to my father's home, then the Lord will certainly be my God. And this memorial pillar I have set up will become a place for worshiping God. And I will present to God a tenth of everything he gives me. Then Jacob had finally arrived in the land. And when he got there, he saw a well and opened a and an open field with three flocks of sheep and some goats laying, you know, right next to the well. They was, you know, waiting to be watered. But it was like a mad heavy stone that was covering the mouth of the well. And it was the custom, you know, for everybody to wait there with their flocks before they took the stone off, you know, to feed all their animals. And then after... Well, not feed them, give them water. And then after all the animals got water, they put the, you know, stone back over the mouth or whatever. So, Jacob had asked the men, you know, why, where they was from and if they had knew Laban, his uncle, the, uh, the grandson of Nahor. And they was like, yeah, we know him. And he doing well. Like, look, there his uh, daughter Rachel, she coming down now with the flock. So, then Jacob was like, it's broad daylight. Why y'all don't just water the flocks so they can go back out the pasture? And that's when the man, you know, explained to him the custom of the land. And in the middle of their conversation, Rachel had arrived. And because she was his cousin... And the flock had belonged to his uncle. Jacob went over and moved the stone from the well. And he watered the sheep and the goats. Then he kissed Rachel on her forehead. And he wept out loud as he explained to her who he was. So Rachel quickly ran and told her father Laban. As soon as Laban heard that his nephew was there. He went out to meet him. He embraced him and he kissed him and he had brought him back to the house. When Jacob had told him the story, Laban surprisingly said, you really are my own flesh and blood. After staying with Laban for about a month, he uh, told Jacob, you know, you shouldn't work for me without pay just because you family. So tell me how much you think I should pay you. So, Laban, you know, had had two daughters, Leah and Rachel. Leah was the oldest. And Leah, she ain't have a sparkle to her eye. As the Bible says, I don't know what that means. But she ain't have a sparkle to her eye. But Rachel had a beautiful figure and face. And since Jacob was in love with Rachel, he told Laban, I'll work for you seven years. If you give me Rachel as a wife. Laban agreed and said I'd rather give her to you than anybody else. So Jacob stayed and he worked seven years to pay for Rachel. But his love for her was so strong that it just seemed like a few days. Finally the time had came to marry Rachel. So Jacob told his uncle to give her to me so I can sleep with her. So Laban had, you know, invited everybody from the neighborhood and prepared a wedding feast. But that night, 
when it was time, you know, for Jacob to sleep with her, it was really Leah. He had took Leah to him instead of Rachel. So when he woke up the next morning and he saw that it was Leah instead of Rachel, he had went to his uncle and raged like, what have you done to me? I have worked seven years for Rachel. Why would you trick me like that? And Laban was like, it's not our custom here to marry the younger daughter before the firstborn. But if you wait until the end of the week, the end of the bridal week, I'll give you Rachel too. Provided you work another seven years for me. So Jacob agreed and he worked seven more years. And a week later, Laban had gave him Rachel. He slept with her and he loved her much more than Leah. And he stayed and he worked the additional seven years. So when the Lord saw that Leah was unloved, he enabled her to have children and not Rachel. So she became pregnant and she gave birth to a son named Reuben. And she said, look, for the Lord has noticed my misery, and now my husband will love me. She soon became pregnant with another son and named him Simeon, one who hears, because the Lord heard I was unloved. Then she got pregnant a third time with another son, and she named this one Levi, which means feel affection for for she for surely this time my husband will feel affection for me since i've given him three sons and yet again Leah became pregnant and gave birth to a fourth son and she named this one judah which means praise for now i will praise the lord and then she stopped having children when Rachel saw that she couldn't have children for Jacob, she became jealous of Leah and she told him, give me children or I'll die. But he got mad at her and said, am I God? He the one who kept you from having kids, not me. So Rachel said, take my maid Bilhah and sleep with her. She gonna bear my children for me. So J Jacob took her as a wife, slept with her, and she became pregnant with a son. And Rachel named him Dan, which means he judged, for she said, God has vindicated me. He has heard my request and given me a son. Then Bilhah became pregnant again with a second son for Rachel, and she named him Naphtali, which means my struggle because... She struggled hard with her sister, and now she winning. Meanwhile, Leah realized that she wasn't getting pregnant no more, so she took her servant Zilpah and gave him to Jacob, uh, gave her to Jacob as a wife, and he slept with her, and she soon had a son named Gad, which means good fortune, for. She felt that, yes, yeah, she was fortunate. Then Zilpah gave birth to a second son for Leah, and she named him Asher, which means happy for what joy is mine. 
So one day during the wheat harvest, Reuben had found some mandrakes growing in the field and he gave them to his mother, Leah. Rachel had begged Leah for some of the mandrakes, but Leah was like, you already stole my husband. Now you want to steal my son's mandrakes too? To which Rachel was like, i let you sleep with Jacob tonight if you give me some. So that evening, Leah went to Jacob out in the field and was like, you got to come with me because I paid for you with my son Mandrakes and you guys sleep with me tonight. So that night Jacob slept with Leah and God answered her prayer and she became pregnant with a fifth son that she named Issachar, which means reward for God has rewarded me for giving my servant to my husband as a wife. Then Leah became pregnant again with a sixth son that she named Zebulun, which means honor, for she said, God has given me a good reward. Now my husband will treat me with respect, for I have given him six sons. Later, she gave birth to a daughter named Dinah. Then God remembered Rachel and her plight, and he enabled her to have children by answering her prayers. And she gave birth to a son, and she said, God has removed my disgrace. May the Lord add yet another son to my family. So she named him Joseph. Now, soon after Rachel gave birth to Joseph, Jacob was like, Laban, please let me go home to my own country along with my wives and my children for i have earned them by serving you let me be on my way because you know how hard i work for you Laban basically was like i know i'm wealthy because the lord has blessed me through you so how much money you want i'll pay whatever it is and jacob was like indeed you have very little when i came and now your wealth has grown enormously Um, so, yeah, now it's it's time for me. What about me? I want to start providing for my own family. So, LeBon again was like, what wages do you want? What you want me to pay you? So, Jacob was like, look, don't give me nothing. Just do something for me and I keep tending over your flocks. Let me have the speckle and spotted sheep." and goats along with all the black sheep that way in the future when you come to check on the animals and you you know basically the wages that you try and give me you'll see that i'm honest because if you find any of that's not black speckled or spotted you'll know i stole it from you so lebon agreed but on that very day he had went out to the uh, fields and he took all the black the speckle and the spotted sheep and goats. He gave them to his sons to care for, and his sons had took them three days away from Jacob. Meanwhile, Jacob stayed and he watched over the rest of Laban's flocks. 
So, uh, then Jacob had took some fresh branches from poplar, almond, and plane trees and peeled off the stripes of bark, making the white streaks on them. Then he had placed the peeled branches in the watering throws where the flocks had came to drink, for that was where they had made it. And when they made it in front of the white streak branches, they had gave birth to young that were streaked, speckled, and spotted. So Jacob started separating them from the bonds flocks. And whenever, you know, the animals was mating or whatever, the stronger ones, Jacob would place them in front of the peel branches and the watering throws, and he would make them there. So that the weaker ones would be the bonds and that the stronger ones would be his. And as a result of that, Jacob became very wealthy with large flocks of sheep, goats, female and male servants, and many camels and donkeys. Jacob soon had learned though that uh, his cousins, Laban's sons was accusing him of robbing a father and gaining his wealth at the expense of their father. And jo uh, Jacob had noticed that Laban's attitude was changing too. Then the Lord said to Jacob, Return to the land of your father and grandfather and to your relatives there, and I will be with you. So Jacob called Rachel and Leah out to the field where he was watching his flock. And he had said to them that I noticed that your father's attitude towards me has changed. But the God of my father has been with me. You know how hard I work for your father, but he has cheated me, changing my wages ten times. But God has not allowed him to do me no harm. For he said, the speckled spotted will be your wages. The whole flock began to produce speckled young. And when he changed his mind and said, the striped animals would be your wages, then the whole flock produced striped young. In this way, God has taken your father's animals and given them to me. One time during the mating season, I had had a dream and saw that the male goats was mating with the female and they was producing nothing but streaked, speckled, and spotted. Then in my dream, the angel of God has said, Jacob, and I was like, yeah, here I am. And the angel was like, look up. You will see that only the streaked, speckled, and spotted males are mating with the females of the flock. So I have seen how Laban has treated you. I am the God who appeared to you at Bethel, the place where you anointed the pillar of stone and made your vow to me. Now get ready to leave this country and return to the land of your birth. Rachel and uh, Leah was like, that's fine with us because we ain't about to inherit nothing from our father anyway. He reduced our rights to those of a foreign woman. And after he sold us, he wasted the money you paid him for us. All the wealth God has given you from our father legally belongs to us and our children. So, go ahead and do whatever God told you to do. So, Jacob put his wives and his children on camels and they drove all uh, his livestock in front of him. 
he had packed all his belong uh, belongings and that he had got in padding around and he went back and was headed back for the land of Canaan where his father Isaac was. And at the time that they had left, Laban, you know, was some distance away sharing his sheep. So Rachel had stole some household items from him and she took them with her. Jacob, of course, you know, had outwitted Laban as they had set out secretly and they didn't tell him. So Jacob took all his possessions with him and they crossed the Euphrates River heading all the way to the country of, of Gilead. So Laban, of course, didn't find out until three days later that Jacob had left. So he had grabbed, uh, gathered a group of his relatives you know, on a high pursuit to go find Jacob and catch up with him. And when he had caught up with him a week later, the Lord had appeared to Laban the night before and he had told him to, he better leave Jacob alone. So, uh, so when Laban had caught up with Jacob in the country of Gilead, um, he was like, what you mean by deceiving me like this? Like, how dare you drag my daughters away like prisoners? Like, why would you slip away in the middle of the night like that? Why you ain't just say you wanted to leave? I would have given you a farewell feast with singing and music, accompanied with tambourines and harps. I would have been able to kiss my daughters and my grandchildren and tell them goodbye, but you acted foolishly. I could destroy you. But the God of your father appeared to me last night and he warned me to leave you alone. So I can understand your feelings that you got to go and your intense longing for your father's home. But why you steal my idols? So he was like, I basically ran away because I was afraid. I thought that you was going to take your daughters by force from me. But as for your gods, See if you can find them and let the person who take them, who has taken them die. And if you find anything else that belongs to you and all your relatives, I'll give it back. But Jacob ain't know that Rachel, of course, has stolen them. So Laban had went into Jacob's tent first and then into Leah's tent. And then the two servants, but he ain't find nothing. So finally he got to Rachel's tent, but Rachel had taken the household items and she put them in her uh, camel saddle that she was sitting on now at the time. So when Laban had thoroughly searched her tent and he ain't find nothing, she was like, you know, please forgive me for not getting up, you know, while you in here or whatever, because I'm having my period. So Laban, you know, he kept looking over there and he ain't there find him. So then Jacob became real angry and was like, all right, well, what's my crime now? What have I done wrong to make you chase after me like I'm a criminal? You went through everybody's stuff. You went through my stuff. And now show me what you found. Set it out here in front of all of us, in front of our relatives and let them be the judge of us. So he was like, for 20 years, I've been with you, caring for your flock, 
And in all that time, your sheep and your goats never miss curry. In all those years, I never used a single ram of yours for food. If any was attacked or killed by an animal, I never showed you the dead body. I reduced my flocks to make up for your loss. And you made me pay for every stolen animal, whether it was taken in broad daylight or at dark. I worked for you through the scorching heat of the day and through cold and sleepless nights. Yes, for 20 years, I slaved in your house. I worked for you. I worked 14 years for your two daughters and then six more to uh, earn my flock. And you changed my wages 10 times. In fact, if the God of my father wasn't on my side, the God of Abraham and the fearsome God of Isaac, you would have sent me away empty-handed. But he sent your abuse and my hard work. And that's why he came to you last night and he rebuked you. So then uh, Laban had uh, replied to Jacob, these women are my daughters and these children are my grandchildren and these flocks are my flocks. In fact, everything you see is mine. But what can I do now about my daughters or their children? So let's just make a covenant. And it'll be witnessed in front of all of these people between you and I as a, our commitment. So Jacob had took a stone and he had set it up as a monument. Then he told us the family members, you know, to gather some stones. So they gathered some stones and they piled them up. And um, Jacob and Laban had sat on the stones while they ate a covenant meal. To commemorate the event, Laban had called the place I don't know. I ain't even about to attempt to try to say this. Mm -hmm. I ain't even about to hold you. I, I must, it's called a witness pile. That's what the word is. The definition is witness pile. Because, yeah, I, I don't know what this thing's saying. So, uh, spell it. J-E-G-A-R-S-A-H-A-D-U-T-H-A. Okay. Uh, exactly. Let somebody else look it up. Sorry. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, and Gilead, um, that Jacob being called Gilead, so whatever. So then the bond had declared that the pile of stones was standing as a witness to remind, you know, them of the covenant that they had made. And Basically, it explains why, yeah, to this day, when you go past it, it's called witness pile and a uh, mizpah. Which means watchtower. So, um, basically, he was like, all right, this how the covenant basically, you know, about to go. If you mistreat my daughters or if you marry other wives, God will see it even if no one else does. He is a witness to this covenant between us. So, the pile of stones, LeBron continued, and see this. See this pile of stones. I'm sorry, LeBron, continue. And see this monument I have set between us. 
They stand between us as witnesses of our vows. I will never pass this pile of stones to harm you, and you must mm -hmm. never pass these stones or this monument to harm me. I call on the God of our ancestors, the God of your grandfather Abraham, and the God of my grandfather Nahor, to serve as a judge between us. So Jacob took an oath before the fearsome God of Isaac to respect the boundary line. Then Jacob offered a sacrifice to God there on the mountain and invited everyone to a covenant feast. After they had eaten, they spent the night on the mountain. Laban had got up early the next morning and he kissed his grandchildren and his daughters and he blessed them. Then he left to return back to his home. As they had started on a way or whatever, um, angels of God had came up to meet with Jacob again. And when Jacob had saw them, he was like, this is God's camp. So he named the place. Mahanaim, you know what? Spell it. M-A-H-A-N-A-I-M. Mahanaim, Mahanaim. I don't know. Again, I ain't, like I said, yeah. So, y'all don't, I'm not about to be sitting here saying all this stuff wrong like this. So, uh... Yeah, I want to say that's where I'm going to end it off at. So, yeah. You can't end it right there. Come on now. Nah, that's, yeah, because, again, we already at, yeah, I think that's where we're going to end up. Because, again, like I said, Jacob is pretty much long. So far, we have read um, Genesis chapters 28, 10 through all the way through Genesis chapter 31. That's where we've left off at. So we're going to take a little break and then we're going to come back with the takeaways. All right, we back. Now let's come on with the takeaways. What are some of the things that we took away? Okay, uh, I want to start with that he offered Jacob the same covenant as Abraham and Isaac. He offered them the same thing, but unlike, you know, when... Lot was in trouble and he just prayed and he was, you know, got him out. It wasn't enough for, you know, them to just pray for Jacob to do this. He had to still build his own relationship. Like he still, you know, had to know the Lord for himself. And like, so basically from that, I got that you can't just hear about the stories of your ancestors you just can't hear basically like oh your grandmother did this and your mother accomplished did that and your father did this like you got you yourself too gotta be a part of the story like you don't want to just start with you my takeaway was how he spoke to jacob but he still he allowed the women to have a plan that nobody asked God about because it's like they were just here have my servant take this servant do hump her get her how, just throwing just throwing him throwing it at him like here take these women and have these kids but you 
Nobody asked God, what is the plan? Uh, for me, uh, as far as them two are concerned, it became a competition because, again, he loved Rachel more than he had that. loved her. But you guys see it again kind of from their perspective. He loved her more than he loved the other one. So naturally, they the in a competition. Fault. And because, again, that's that. But that, think about it. That's how girls of, of today. If I, you in a relationship with him and you can't have his baby, then I can I'm going to always have one up on you. So, yeah, he love you, but you can't have none of his kids. No, I'm not even looking. I'm looking at it from this vantage point. So, he married Rachel. No, I'm talking about between them two. No. no. That's why they kept having all them daggone kids. Well, that's why no, Leah I, kept having all I'm them kids. I'm going back to the beginning. Because she kept thinking having all them how, kids. How was they having sex back then? They, it's everything dark and nobody see nobody? Like, how do you not know that that were they twins? Because apparently not because Rachel was pretty and the other one did not. No. Her lane wasn't as bright as Rachel's. How they have them? You're not going to tell me. My thought process is, is it was a veil. It was a veil. You know how they how people wear veils today, how they walk up to the, and then once you get there, they remove it and then you can see her face? Listen. Like that's how he was able to trick her, cause yeah, oh. back then they probably got no lamps and things like you get what I'm saying. They probably got the, that's why I said it, this happened at nighttime. This happened in the dark. He didn't see her. She probably had that veil on, and yeah, the lights all out. So they, I can't pulled, see who so this is. So he just pulled the veil up and got at it and didn't realize until the next morning. Or until when the she next was morning, that's what they said. Then he didn't realize until the next morning when he woke up. <laughs> yes. So listen. Who so, he so, has okay. Slept so my with. next thing is, he was married to Rachel, but he had sex out of wed. He had uh, sex out of wedlock because he wasn't married to the older sister. So because he had no, sex he with was her, technically married to her. How was he technically married to because her? Because she was under the veil. But no, no. That's when they had sex. They got him and Rachel got married, and then that night they went to go uh, come come come. Uh, exactly because it, but so that's, that's how it, it works okay so they was together in the daytime and they was already married so this made so they got married in front of somebody jumped the broom whatever they do and now it's time to consummate the merge you mm. feel what I'm saying yeah I mean yeah I thought about it too like that but again my thought process was this was probably her the whole time that's why I said a week later he gave him Rachel. So a week later, that's when she he was able to get her. Yeah, because he wasn't able to sleep with her until a week later. So that's my thought part. They had it. They had to do but it again had a to, week he later. Had to work. He had to construct another deal because you was already married, but he couldn't have sex because he already had exactly. sex. Exactly. That's why he had to strike another deal of you got to work for me another seven years. That's how I was able to trick him. Okay, like the whole so time, I'm not going to never give, me give one, you her. So let me break this down how, I'm, how my mind is saying. If we went to the justice of the peace mm-hmm. and me and Rachel got married, but we got to wait till we go on our honeymoon to, commit, to consummate the marriage. All the lights out, and they send Rachel. Rachel is not my wife. I mean, uh, the other girl is not my Leah. wife. Rachel, Leah is not my wife. Rachel is, but because I slept with her, that makes her my wife. If it came that way, yeah, if it happened that way. But like I said, if the way it's told in the story, because listen, think about again when he tell it to the part of about the flock. 
of, because it seemed like at the time, he was like, give me all the speckles, spotted, da, 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 da. You get what I'm saying? He was like, all right, you can have them. So that night, he took them all. So it made it seem like it was all at once, but it was like, okay, well, you can have the speckled ones. And then once they was producing nothing but the speckled ones, and then it was changed to, okay, well, no, yeah, then you I can have that. the spider one. But that's what I'm saying. So if you listen to it that way, it sounds like that's how it happened. Like he married Rachel that day. Mm-hmm. But whole time he married Leah. She was under that veil. She never took the veil off. Okay. So basically he thought, so they were switching. So how did Rachel allow this to happen? Because of their father. Their father knew what he was. He had this plan the whole time. Like he already knew this is our custom here. This the tradition here mm-hmm. is that the oldest has to get married first. So again, I can do this because she gonna have the veil on. So he was deceitful and from the gate. From the gate, which is another point. When he met up and he said to him. You really are my flesh and blood. Because he told him the story. And his response was, you really are my flesh and blood. So he should have known. I'm already telling you. You just told me you tricked your father and your brother. And I just told you. Basically, I just told you the saying. Believe who. When when somebody tell you who they are the first time, believe them. I just told you. You just like me. I do the same shit. That's basically what I'm saying. Like, again, he, he that's how he was. That's how he is, unlike Jacob. Jacob came, again, when God came to him, it could seem like that, basically, the Lord was bargaining with, well, he was bargaining with the Lord when he was like, well, if the Lord won't, you know, give me clothes and food and all that kind of stuff, then I'm going to give a tip of everything. But he ain't have nothing. So, for real, for real, like, what am I bargaining? I don't have nothing. So, for real, he was speaking his future. Like, he knew, okay, he with me. Like, he gonna give me all of this stuff, I see it. So, if he giving me all this stuff, I'm gonna give it back to him. It wasn't so much of a bargain situation. So but his like uncle told him, yeah, his uncle told him, though, I'm just like that. You just like me. So, the fact that, yeah, now that I told you you gonna have the speckled ones, nah, now not the speckled, it's the spider ones. And nah, not the spider ones, it's the blue ones. And all not the blue ones now, it's just the black ones. Like, I'm going to keep changing it. Which is, again, another testament. You can't stop, but again, you can't mock my blessings. You can't stop God playing what's for me and what he want is going to happen. I, now, I, that ain't nothing but they producing now. Mm-hmm. Just like he was produ- just like he produced them babies. So, again, but they, you, nobody still can so ask God was this the thing to do. The women just went on. Pass this from the ring, pass this from the ring, we're going to have these kids. I guess that's the part of him building a nation or building a, we just said, we're going to have, um, he's going to have a whole lot of relatives or whatever. <laughs> Descendants. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess that's that's where it came from. And so I'm still trying to figure out if they gave their maid servants, how was it that their kids, that so the kids don't grow up thinking that, knowing that these people was their parents? They, no, yeah, basically. Yeah, that's so not everybody's how lying. That's why the mother's naming them. That's why Rachel naming the two kids that yeah, so Bill people, So everybody's lying about who. So now you get having kids. But that's again, this is like the custom of back in the day. 
And that's what I, that's another thing that you could take away there. Just because something is a custom don't mean it's right. Right. Just like don't the mean incest. just because exactly just because that's something that, that people do here and that's it don't make it right. So yeah, you can take away the good stuff that people pass and down, but you don't necessarily gotta take the bad traits and pay it. Like, yeah, you don't you 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 can stop it can stop with you. You can know that yeah, this ain't something that need to be happening. It it it, it ain't worth it. Another thing again is that he worked them fourteen years for Rachel. He clearly loved her, which is again that's what I was saying while they was in the competition. That was their plight. Rachel was in the competition and he she couldn't have kids. She could not have kids and he didn't care. So you sitting here trying to keep having these kids and then now you giving servants again, now you giving servants because you wanna have these kids so bad, but I already love you. Like, I already love you way more than her. I don't care if you can't have these kids. That's not a requirement as long as I got you. So, if I got to work again these other seven years, I got to work another seven years. I don't, I'm still trying to, I'm still going through the process of all the sin that's taking place, but everybody's still being blessed. Mm -hmm. that's, what, that's what I'm processing. I mean, because again, if uh, the, as far as Jacob, he again he changed. When the Lord came to him, he changed. Cause old Jacob would have left. Old Jacob, the minute he probably got tricked, would have would have left. Cause that's what he did when he tricked them. He left. But this time he ain't do that. Cause he he was different now. Like he became a different person. Like now he was being deceived and manipulated all that stuff he was doing doing before now he was banning all the bun of that so again that's another takeaway the things we do gonna come back to hana it's gonna come back the same way it's gonna it came back on uh uh the uncle Lebon when he went to try to go yeah mm -hmm. to go get him and that's the idea you better leave him alone you better leave him alone and he still went after him Again, he he said again, I could destroy, but he told me to leave you alone. Right. So again, what can I do? Yeah, what can you what, do? What can I do? And yeah, the fact that yeah, when he was ready to leave, Rachel and them was with it. They had no hesitation. Mm -hmm. He he took all our money. He treated us the same way he treated you. Yeah, they was, they might have been beefing at the time or feeling some type of way. No, nah, he been like that the whole time. The fact that nah, he, did you let him trick each other? No, I'm talking about the daughters. They might have been like in competition with each other, but when the husband was like, no, yeah. I don't think they were. I don't think they was in competition until this happened. Until Leah got involved. Until Lebon put Leah in the situation. Because probably, for her, she like she said, you just stole my husband. They ain't trying to steal my man's race. And for him, he never really wanted to marry you. But at the same time, you had to. They had to describe her. She didn't have the speck in her eye, and this one was Sparkle. beautiful. It had a nice shape in her. What? Okay. What what? Yeah, but think about so it. So you already, when you they already was told me that she was the ugly duckling, and she was the she was the pretty one. But when they was looking for Rebecca. Eliza didn't ask for her to be pretty. He just asked that, yeah, she be the servant type. Like, he ain't care what she looked like. This one, on the other hand, yeah, he loved, loved her ba probably based off of what she looked like in her face and all that. But regardless, he still loved her 
Because it was like, even if you can't have kids, that don't matter. I still love you. Yeah, and I'm going to work these 14 yeah. years from you. And yeah, I'm going to keep having these kids with your sister. Because, again, I mean, I ain't really got no choice. He had a choice. I mean, he that was his wife, though, technically. That's what I'm saying. Technically, this is my wife. I cannot not give her children. I cannot give me me children. I, somebody got to get all of this and stuff yeah, that the boy has given to yes, me. Yes, I get all that. But so, and again, technically, still, at the time, all, Leah, Rachel wasn't having yeah, kids, though. But they already set it up for that, that. They already set it up from the gate. She's beautiful. She's not. She don't have the sparkle. I love her. But I, I got tricked into marrying her. She can have so God because I love her more. She can't have kids, but well, she can. It just go to show that what you want is worth waiting for. Like that's the takeaway from that. He wanted her, and he was willing to wait and do what he had to do to get her. Like yeah, yeah. and because again, Lebon wasn't looking at the bigger picture. That's why he kept tricking him. He didn't care about the big picture because I guess no, because that was his cousin. He wanted to marry her, but he knew what his 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 customs were. Well, if they were all from the same lineage, then why didn't he already know the customs that the first daughter had to go first? Because again, he he not from that where they at. Mm -hmm. They the same blood, mm -hmm. but he living in the whole other part of the country, and they going by the customs of where they live at. They're conforming to where they, where they live at. Mm -hmm. So yeah, but again, the fact that he kept getting on. tricked, it, was a lot going it, on. it was it definitely was a lot going on. But yeah, the fact that he kept getting tricked and he still kept holding up his part of the deal, even though he kept yeah, getting tricked. Yeah, I mean, tricked, he man, he won't pump him out. That again, but that just goes to I mean, show he, that you know, he was he looking gonna, at the bigger he, picture. What is he not gonna say? No, I'm not gonna take it. I'm not gonna take this. Yeah, this. Yeah, no. Yeah, you gonna throw it to? That's just like. Mm, mm, most niggas, period. You throw it at them, they're going to take it. You get it to them, they're going to take but it. But that distort the bigger picture, though. You don't get to see it from God's perspective of what you're doing. Like, you, like, yeah. Building the nation. Yeah, like, that's I my plan. It. Like, yeah. And at the same time, you still, you building the nation through the power of your own. You, if this was, God was with him, you know what I'm saying? He, somebody told me, should ask him, what's this, my plan? Is this the plan? Is this working? Like nobody asks for it. you. I'm just gonna send them these kids, send them all this these uh servants, and we gonna have sex and we gonna have all these kids and say they minds. So your kid got kids everywhere. I mean, yeah, he got a bunch. Think of about kids, it though. But he got he can take care of them though. I'm not saying I I, I dig that, but so think about it. he got kids that belong to his servants that his servants can't claim. That his wife wives are claiming. Yeah, and they just go back to being the servants again. How does that work? They still the wives, but they still the they yeah, they the servants. They not the mothers. They still gonna serve the so kids. So you, you gave you gave up because I'm a servant, I'm giving up my child to be as your own. Because again, that's the custom here. That's how this works here. I can't have kids, so the tradition is to give it to my servant so my servant can have the kids for me. And I'm another thing now. is, yes, but they gave, well, for the most part, they gave all them kids names they had that had them meaning. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, all them names. Oh, they're going to be forever, a, take, forever taken care of, but as opposed your mom, to today. They yeah. gonna, you know, 
Okay. Well, maybe they allowed them to have. But they, if they married to him, they can't have no other husbands. Right. Because, again, because where they going to go? Where you going to go? Other husbands don't be, when I die, maybe, but where you going to go as of right now? So the servant don't supposed to have a life outside of serving him? No, that's their job. Again, that's the same way that the, how he treated these daughters of his as property. Your job. This is how this, how it goes. This is what your duty is. I get it. But they so what I'm saying is this maid service. Not all maid servants or servants become uh, wild concubines. They, they might, all they, concub say, they still call concubine. They still technically concubine because again, this ain't what I asked for. This is not technically my wife. This is like again, like my bonus wife. This is my side chick that can have the kids for me. I technically again, I don't want to sleep with her, but my wife giving her to me to, to, to have the kids for her. I gotta do what she's saying. That's how that goes. But again, if you think about it. Who did the same thing? His father. Abraham. Abraham slept with his servants' wives. Isaac ain't do that. Isaac prayed that you the same thing that you saying. You get what I'm saying? Why didn't they just pray that it goes to show? It, it, he did what his grandfather did. He didn't do what his father did because his father prayed and she ended up having what? Twins. So, yeah. Because, and, and none of that ended up happening to Isaac, did it? He ain't have all that bitterness and all that mm -hmm. fighting going on between the wives and she helped him making me angry because she can't have kids and that ain't my damn fault that God ain't that you had these kids. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like y'all causing all this on me when I didn't ask. Like that's not my fault. I didn't ask for none of this. So again, he should have did what his father did. He should have prayed on that lady's behalf for 20 years like he did. Because it said that what? He prayed at 40 and she ain't had them kids until 60. He should have, again. I mean, well, again, as this story go on, we'll, we'll, we'll progress to that. We'll see some of that. But as far as right now, like, yeah, like, like you said, it's, it's a lot going on already. They're just swinging tail everywhere. He just. But yeah. he did answer a prayer, matter of fact. Yeah, and he I said her, he, gonna get, yeah, he, he gave did. her kid eventually. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, had they waited, you get what I'm saying? Had they consulted God first. How about that? Exactly. Had they waited on his timing. But, yeah, that's how that went. They should have waited. But he was like, they, when you desperate, when the, that's basically how you feeling. Like, yeah, it's, 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 it's hard today, to have the I'm patience saying. when you need it most. Like, that's that lesson. It's hard to have that patience when you feel like I'm in a competition with my sister and she winning right now. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? She didn't have faith. She didn't, but she didn't see what she had already, which was Jacob. She, she didn't, didn't have, have to do that. Yeah. Now, she, the faith is she didn't see that she already was loved. She acting like she looking for some love and attention. When again, he was already giving it to her. You don't have to fight for my love and attention and affection. That's why she keep having all these kids and naming them this. She looking for my love. She looking for my respect. She looking for all this mm -hmm. from me. But you already got it. Mm -hmm. 
And that's not what she want to hear. Because her father duped her out of being married. But she knew the custom. No, again, all she saw was that this woman got one up on me. Because that's how girls be thinking. She got one up on me. Yeah, and the father did too. Married him and had his kid. Then I had to wait. Because you did all this laboring for, for me. And he tricked you. Because you, you didn't know our custom. So now you got to labor some more to wait for me. Now, I'm the second instead of the first. Well, she just was feeling like, yeah, she was forgotten. And like, and that ain't the case. So, the next question is, did he ever love her? I mean, he... Did he ever respect the, the other, not the one he, he loved, loved, loved her, with. but... I mean, again, technically, I love you, as in how I would love the mother of my children. I love Absolute, you. Absolutely. So all. But I just don't love you like I love her. So you did all this, and he still, you still don't have what you wanted from him. And that's not what I'm saying. She feeling like, yeah, like she needed that love and attention, and the fact, like she was the one. Matter, she was the one that was feeling forgotten. When the Lord keep giving you these kids, so he, you not forgotten. Like, I'm, she can't have these kids. I literally enable her not to have these kids because she's so loved. And because you not, these kids gonna love you. If ain't nobody gonna love you, these kids gonna mm -hmm. love you. So, she wasn't forgotten. That's what I'm saying. She wasn't looking at the bigger picture of she, it. Yeah, she was she's looking still at, looking at it from, yeah, I'm trying to gain his it. love. Mm-hmm. Instead of being a servant to him. Because mm -hmm. that's what it sounded like to me. Mm -hmm. Basically, pop these kids out. You didn't, you know, you you got married. You was the oldest child, so you know, just play your position. Mm-hmm. Play your position. Pop these. He 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 hold. He's holding off on Rachel right now. But he's letting you do this. And the maid servants and everybody else will pop me to see these kids out. You know what I'm saying? So just play your position. But Rachel, like, yeah, I'm not understanding. When she got hers, everything is fine now. I got one. Mm-hmm. Well, like. I don't know. I don't know, but it's yeah, that's that's crazy. Like he already loved you. Like that's you and you doing the most right now. Like that's how I'm looking at from I mean, yeah, from today. Like you know what I'm saying? From today, like right now you doing the most. Like you out here doing all in vitro and trying to do like I it's not that deep. Like I love you. We are enough. And it's like but you you, you gotta see that. Void. Yeah, you can't fit it, but um, but you he can, God can. Is what I'm saying. Like he can, cause you can't have it. But I'm gonna give you something better. But that's just like you got reverse. him. You know what I'm saying? When a man can't give a child, give a woman a, uh, you know. You know how many single mothers it is. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. She got all the kids in the world, but she ain't got no man. She ain't got nobody who really love her. But you do. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. You got to look at the... Yeah, like, it's so many people out here who wish they had that. And he do. He got that for you. You mm -hmm. already got it. And you out here trying to do the most when that's not necessary. Because she feel empty. But again, that's that's the Lord. Mm -hmm. That's the Lord. You out here doing the most right now. You out here reading this thing. Not but I'm saying not, not to read the Bible, but you reading this, trying to quote every scripture, you making sure that every time something you, every, you know something happened, 
You got something to say back to come from the Bible. You got a verse because, again, he going to love me that much more. I'm going to make sure I'm in church Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I'm going to do all of this. I'm going to make sure I'm listening to nothing to Christian. It's like you doing the most right now. And ain't none of that's going to get you into heaven. Like, mm-hmm. that's not what the move is. That's not what I'm looking for. That's not the characteristics that you need to get mm-hmm. here. Like, you're doing the most right now, and that's not what it is. That's not the move. You need to calm down and do what I'm telling you, as opposed to what you think or I want acting. you to do. Yeah, he reacting to your emotions. Like his cousin. Y'all jealous that now that the Lord giving me all this stuff, and y'all what? Y'all catching attitudes with me, you and your father now, because... Or you think y'all didn't try? That's not my fault. Now y'all coming at me. Chasing me down. Like I done done something. Mm-hmm. Even though technically they did think he did something. But that was Rachel. Which is another thing that I took away from that. Had that stuff got found. Jacob would have had to live up to his word. Which is what he. Whoever you find it on. That I kill him. They got to die. Had that been caught on that girl, and they had found it, oh, she would have had to go. Because he would have, that's how this worked back in the day. It ain't like the day where it's like, oh, that ain't what I meant. That's that's not technically really what I meant. No, back in the day, he would have been had to held up to his word. And the fact that she was on her period saved her. She wasn't really on her period, I don't think. She just said it because, again, she's sitting on the stuff. That's my excuse. If I'm sitting on it, I can't. I'm on my period. I can't get up. That's my excuse. Mm-hmm. Cause if I'm not on my period, I gotta get up and he gonna check this saddle. Cause they mm-hmm. just said he thoroughly checked every day one thing. Cause I guess you know how most people feel back. When I even gonna say back say in the day, now in the Bible. Yeah, she was on her monthly period. That's what they said that in actually in the Bible. They say that on she was on her monthly period. You wanna look it up right now? Uh-uh, I believe. Yeah, she was on her monthly period. Wow. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, but you, like, all I know is that just taught me, again, how we are supposed to be and how we are supposed to live, which is in our truth. We're supposed to speak our truth and live in it. You're not supposed to sit here and be say something and then turn around and be like, oh, that ain't what I meant. That's not really what I was trying to, like, no, nah, that's, that's what you said. So you got to go by what you said, and what you said was you get you gonna kill whoever got it. So now that this is happening, here go the gun. What are you talking about? And he would have had to kill his daughter, right? That's his wife, the one he loved the most, Rachel, the oh. one he worked fourteen years for. Yeah, and that, that's the and that's the uh his uncle's daughter. He would have killed his wife and his, and his daughter would have to die. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's yeah. his daughter. Yeah. So, yeah. It would have been a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, she stole it. Back in the day, he probably, he, you know, he already been mistreating her. She ain't getting no money. I done tricked her out of the husband. She, yeah, I love her mother, but yeah, nah, you, you, you sit over here and your sister gonna go up there tonight. Mm-hmm. I I let you go in a week or so. Like yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I'm saying. He already been mistreating him. She don't. He don't care about her. Mm-hmm. So if she would have stole him and she done stole from the house too, yeah, she got to go. She would have had to go. Yeah, she disrespected. But it, like you said, she was being a, 
she's been mentally abused, I guess. Mm-hmm. If you look at it from now, he mentally abused her by setting her up. Letting that be the thing. Mm-hmm. But she thought on her feet and God still blessed him because God could have changed the situation. But again, they all come from everybody got a little line, the whole family from down the line. That's where they come from. A little bit of line ain't gonna hurt nobody. Got my brother, sister. That's my sister. I'm gonna marry my sister. <laughs> well, all I know is because of that, it took no convincing them to get the hell on the body of their house. Right. Like again, and that's another take. Well, like you can't mistreat people and think that they gonna stick around. Yeah. Like yeah, you can't you treat can't people mistreat any kind and of way. Use them. Just because that's my father, that's my mother, that's my that's how people like that's my yeah, that's my my family. That's that's why I say all the time. When something happens to you, it's going to come from your family. Your family is going to teach you the lessons of life first. Because, again, as your family, they think they can treat you that way. Like, because where you going to go? Where you going to go as my sister or as my brother? They don't really realize that, yeah, I might be your sister or your brother, but I don't got to mess with you. I can love you, mm-hmm. and I'm going to love you again from over here. Mm-hmm. From whoever oh, you yeah, are. most definitely. You're not gonna but at the same me. time, he, that was their husband. So they had to they did they had to roll with him anyway. I mean, they were they his property. To, but it'd have been harder. Is all I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It ain't take them no convincing. It would have been harder if they father treated him like he had some sense. Yeah. Like he wasn't so selfish, basically. If he wasn't too busy, selfish and lying, mm-hmm. and being deceitful. You know what I'm saying? Because that's all that was. Envious, and jealousy. Exactly. But it was, more jealousy situation. <clears throat> it was more jealousy. It was more jealousy than that because he's saying that his wealth has grown since he has been there with the different with the different uh sheep. So I mean that was how the yeah he was and that's how the the uh brothers and them, I mean the uh, sons and them was but again that's them comparing themselves like that's not my fault that y'all still got it it's just that mine's is stronger now you mm-hmm. get what I'm saying like I got the strong ones and you got the weak ones like that's how that worked and it looked like it could have been the mating tactics that he was using. But mm-hmm. for me, that was the Lord. I'm, I'm, I'm. This is what I'm saying. This is my provision. This is what's going to be over your life. This is what is going to happen. So, I mean, yeah, you could be using that stuff. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like how people did. Like, yeah, you could be the positions that's mm-hmm. supposed to get you pregnant and all this stuff. But again, if I'm going to give you the baby, I'm going to give you the baby. Mm-hmm. Like, if that's my provision, it's, it's that's what it is. So, so stop comparing yourself to other people. You can't do that. You blessed too. You just ain't got what he got. He's helping you. He's helping you with <clears throat> helping you out. So, but that, but that's how most people are anyway. You know, when you see somebody blessed, they don't want to be like, you know, congratulations or you know, I'm blessed because you're blessed. Oh no, nah, I don't want you to have more than what I got. That's why you can't. That's why they say don't never tell nobody what you hold. What you, you know, what you holding. Because they'll creep up on you every time. 
Mm-hmm. As opposed to being thankful and bless you. Because again, if you bless, they might turn around and trinkle on me. So let me bless the same God that blessed you. Right. And he should already know that because he come from the same, like you said, the same lineage. But that's what we need to be teaching our children. That's what we need to be teaching each other. When we learn these lessons, we need to tell each other that like, ain't no point in comparing yourself because again, it's somebody that's far worse off than you are right now. Like, stop comparing yourself. What you have is yours. And what's to come will be. Mm-hmm. Again, what I say is yours. It's going to be yours. So stop creeping up on... Again, that's why I keep saying, yes, you have to be appreciative and love one another if anybody going to get anywhere. Because, again, if I got it and I really messed with you, you really my guy, you going to get it too. So ain't no point in hating on me and plotting on me and robbing on me in the middle of the night and taking my stuff. Like, if you got it and you need it for real, I'm going to give it to you. You ain't got to do all that. You ain't got to leave and take all my grandchildren, like, as he stated, in the middle of the night. And But the thing, and that was another thing. How you going to sit here and say, I could should have just told you I wanted you wanted to leave and I would have gave you all this, this dinners and all that? I did? What the fuck? <laughs> Antennas when I was saying these things. I told you when is it my turn? I want to take care of my own family. Mm-hmm. Like And you know it is because God told me I could. God told me that I was. Yeah. So how are you about to stop God's plan? Mm-hmm. How how are you th- how do you think that you about I to mean, step in? Well, I guess technically now that I'm thinking about it, cause it said after they've mis you know, been mistreating him and he noticed a change in their attitude. That's when the Lord came to him and was like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's time to get up out of there. Like, yeah, now it's time to go. So, I don't know. Maybe he didn't. But in so much so, in a way, he was saying that when he was like, give me the the wages, you know, now. Because I want to leave. So, I guess technically he didn't all the way get after he stacked his money. Didn't say, all right, I'm ready to go now. It wasn't until, yeah, now that y'all looking like y'all plotting and scheming that the Lord was like, I yeah, feel right, the greed. I feel the, <clears throat> I feel the greed. I feel the uh, uncertainty. I feel mm-hmm. the jealousy, the mm-hmm. envy, and the hate. Like, yeah. It's I feel all, all that. It's so it's time for me to, and you can feel that. You can feel this. You, you know when your, your friendships, relationships, partnerships, you know when that merge, whatever you in change, you can feel it. You know... You're not going to tell me that nobody knows the change in a person's attitude or the shift in how they treat you or how they feel or just a different shit. You're not going to tell me. And he's seen the shift. And his uncle. Oh, yeah, you shifty. He, I mean, he was yeah, more fearful. he's seen it. But like I said again, he still held his part of the deal because he saw his provision over his life and he saw the bigger plan. And I'm not going to let... What you do affect me because if I do the same thing you doing, then I ain't no better than you. That's why he got up out of there because he said he and he feared for his life. I mean, yeah, that too. He feared, but at the same time, it was like the Lord told me to come and leave. And if I asked him, he said, I feared that you was going to snatch my wives from me. So if anything, I was fearful that you was going to take Rachel. Mm-hmm. I'm the, I know all these other ones. But if anybody, you going to take Rachel from me. I already know it. If I come to you, you're going to come up with some kind of scheme, some kind of plotting plan away 
to yeah get her to stay here so nah i yeah i had to leave like this and that's another thing of the agreement of their agreement they set up boundaries we set up these stones you can't come past this stone and i can't come past this stone which is another takeaway it is okay to set up boundaries in your life that people cannot cross because if you cross this line then this will happen same way i was watching the yonder when yeah that little uh i don't know what that girl name is but yeah she was on the uh flavor of love show and yeah she was like she's coming here and i'm leaving because after our last encounter, she no longer gets to speak to me. She crossed the boundary with me. So as a result, she does not get to speak to me. You don't get to come to me and apologize, basically, and tell me that you're sorry for this and you're sorry for that. There's a boundary now. You no longer get to speak to me. You don't get to treat me any kind of way because I remember our last encounter and it was terrible. It was terrible the last time we were together. There's no way the first time I meet you, if the first time I meet you, and that was my takeaway from you, that was my impression, is that you're a terrible person. Yeah, we, yeah I got to say goodbye automatically. Ain't no way this person gets to know. No. That's out of the water. So... <clears throat> That's basically, I say, the gist of what I got from it. You got anything else to say? Well, let me see. I just think it was all a ball of confusion. That's how my mind is tricking about it. When I, this, this wife, that one, this concubine, this servant, it was a ball of confusion. But they figured it out at the end. And everybody get to stepping. So I'm just anxious to hear the next part of it. Alright, well, stay tuned next week to hear the next part of Jacob. That concludes this episode of 2020 Bible Stories. Stay tuned next week for a new episode.